Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3, just 41 days to go till the Premier League season kicks off. The newly promoted Newcastle United back in the mix along with Brighton. And then I don't really care who else went up. Uh, It really matters about Newcastle being back. But Mo... Let's start off with your new kit, Manchester United's new kit. I think it looks all right. It doesn't look too bad. I'm sure you'll post a picture on at Football 2 Plus 3 on social media if you haven't done already. No, I'll definitely post one, but I'm not too happy. I think this idea of launching a kit every season, it's sort of, they're finding ways to milk the fans. I mean, I remember a time when a new kit would come out every two seasons. And you can see by the design, I mean, they're running out of ideas. They just move stripes here and add a collar and some buttons and it's a new kit and they want a lot of money for it. I think they should go back to the days when every two seasons you launch a new kit. What nothing does, wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, I suppose. I like the top. I think it looks classy. Um, I know Adidas have paid a lot of money uh, for the rights to produce kit for Manchester United, the biggest club in the world, and are hoping to recoup some of those sales, of course. Um but what does a kit go for these days? What would a, a new Manchester United uh, kit cost for? I mean, your your mates there at Custom Sports, what would they have the new Manchester United kit for? Look, I mean, you'd probably pay upwards of 750, 800 Rand for uh, the new kit. And if you want buy at one of the more premium stores, you're looking at 900 to 1,000 Rand. You know, that that's a lot of money to be forking out every season. And uh, I think the fans are feeling a bit, I mean, I'm sure the sales must be down. Yeah, I, I I think it's an interesting one because you get fans who will buy a new kit every season, religiously, every season, the newest kit of their favorite team, be it Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea, City, whoever it is. It is a, a fascinating one and, and there must be a reason why these these global manufacturers like Adidas and that Nike produce these kits because there's a market for it. So. I think they wouldn't be doing it every season if they weren't getting their sales back. But one thing you have to be careful about, obviously, is not buying a shirt, getting a name on it, and then it's not at that club. I mean, Romelu Lukaku could be at Chelsea. Um, Olivier Giroud might be leaving Arsenal. Wayne Rooney could be going to Everton, potentially. And Cristiano Ronaldo is trying to fool everyone because he wants a better contract at Real Madrid. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be at Real Madrid for another season. But it is... That's actually like an important life lesson or any uh, father should teach his son. Never put a footballer's name on the back of your shirt. The club you support, you'll always support them. The player, there's no loyalties anymore. I mean, players chop and change and you don't want to be stuck with a guy's name and he's only played for a season. Exactly, exactly. All right, so silly season um, has started. Uh, John Terry has just signed on a one-year deal with Aston Villa. And um, at the end of the day, I admire the guy for dropping down a division and taking a pay cut and playing championship football. But I don't know, man. Maybe you should have just called it a day. 
I agree with you. I think he should have. But I, I look at it, there's, there's two things that stand out about that move. It's one, well, he's not going to play against Chelsea. And he's always probably said he'll never want to play against them unless they get drawn in the FA Cup. And then the other thing is that it could be his route into management. I mean, Stevie Bruce at Villa is a good manager and he'll learn a lot from the guy. And it would take, you know, John Terry in towards... He's going to be there more as... I don't think he's going to play every single game in the championship. He'd be dead if he had to do yeah, that at his age. 46 his, games. Exactly. He wouldn't last that many games. And, I mean, the championship is not for sissies. No. I mean, you play, what, on a Tuesday night and then on a Friday or a Saturday or something that you would know your team were there last season. Yeah, and, and may they never be back there. <laughs> he, he won't survive playing that many. And he's going to be there maybe to guide the younger players and, and, and also, you know, earn his, his stripes as, uh, you know, to get into coaching. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think that's the long-term plan for John Terry. It's not for every player, that's for sure. Some players are meant to be managers, and, and maybe John Terry is meant to be a manager, considering the leadership qualities he possesses. Yeah, absolutely. Not, ev- not everyone's favorite player, but anyway, it, it, well, is, it is fascinating, though, to see the amount of activity that's happening at Goodison Park. It is incredible. Gee- it's hard to keep up. I mean, Everton seemed to be the busiest team. And, uh, you know, Ronald Koeman's definitely overhauling the team, buying players. And it's it's also, you know, a sign of what's going to happen. I mean, I, I believe they've signed another striker, a new number nine. So that might be, you know, curtains for Lukaku. He might be moving. Uh, you know, they brought in, uh, they sold that De La Feu back to Barcelona. So he's, he's obviously cutting the fat and, uh, you know, signing some good players. I think they're gambling on Lukaku going and that's how they are sort of justifying to the board that they can sell these players or buy these players is because they've potentially got an 80 or 90 million pound cash cow in Romelu Lukaku who with the, the uncertainty of Diego Costa at Chelsea it must be said that he's a shoo-in to be headed either to Chelsea or to a Manchester United. I know Mourinho is a fan of Harry Kane, and congratulations, Harry Kane, on on your engagement. I know that he listens to the podcast now and then. Absolutely. But yeah. it is interesting. I mean, Everton have spent a lot, and they're about to unveil Michael Keane, the Burnley defender, the ex-Manchester United defender. Yeah, $25 million. That's a lot of money, but I mean, he obviously can see the potential. And let's not forget, Everton were obviously taken over by a, a, a new owner. And they've, they, they're looking forward. And it just shows you that there's a lot of money in the Premier League. And that's why they, these clubs can afford to spend. Look at Bournemouth. I mean, they spent $20 million on Nathan Ake from, from yeah. uh, Chelsea. And he's a, or, or, or he did rather well when he was on loan. But I mean, $20 million, that's a lot. And I mean, they've also brought in Defoe, a club like Bournemouth. Can, you know, a few years ago, they wouldn't be able to afford uh, Defoe's salary, let alone you know, sign him up. Yeah, I think Bournemouth will also realise they need to have a few players so that they can survive this season. I think they had a pretty good uh, return to the Premier League, but there were times where it looked a little bit shaky for Eddie Howe. Um, Chelsea have been smart, though, with their business so far. I mean, Caballero, the goalkeeper on free transfer, I mean, after they sold Begovic, um, where'd they sell him to? Also to Bournemouth, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they sold him to Bournemouth. Yeah. That's, that's smart business. I Great mean, business. Uh, uh, they've they've signed they've let a player go for like ten million and then they've signed a free goalkeeper who's equally as good and uh, if you look at oh, I've read an article over the years Chelsea have they've like saved or made a hundred million in profit selling players that didn't do too well that they bought I mean 
it's an incredible statistic. And you can see Abramovich is now reached a point where Chelsea must self-sustain itself. You can't keep throwing money into they've got to turn profits. Of course. Of course, well, they are Premier League champions, so we'll start there with a nice little bonus. Um, yeah. Arsenal, apparently, um, closing in on uh, Lacazette, so the striker. From, They've been uh, closing in on him since 2014. No, they have, but uh, I believe <laughs> reports in France saying that that's close to being done. So we'll wait and see. I know Sky Sports are running a story that it's close to being a done deal. He'll be an interesting addition. Um, Arsenal also potentially need to find that they haven't had a a, a goal-scoring machine like an Henri uh, for some time now. Well, look, I mean, Sanchez was that guy when he played in the central uh, striker role. Not out wide left or right, yeah. but if they do sign Lacazette, do you think that perhaps you know that Sanchez is leaving then? Because I mean, Arsene Wenger is not known for spending large amounts of money, so if he must be sure that the players like like Sanchez is going to leave and he's going to get some money from him. Well, it's, and it's hot property. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Look, I mean, Sanchez is a world class player, and and yes, he has banged in goals for Arsenal, but. He hasn't been that like, you know what I mean, the impact that Henri had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. S- sometimes if Sanchez isn't the mood, he doesn't play. Henri was a, a world-class professional, turned up, turned magic and moments for the Gunners. You know, he's a, he's a legend. That's, what I'm, that's the type of player yeah. I'm referring to. Sanchez, for me, I feel like Arsenal is a staging ground. This is like a little holding place for me to decide where I want to play next. And will he go to City? Who knows? You know, will he go to... Bayern Munich you never know I don't think he'd go to City I think Arsene Wenger's learned his lesson when he sold Van Persie to a title rival you know the next season United went on to win and Arsenal were a bit uh, weaker so he, he's probably looking at go, sending him off away somewhere else but, but then again Bayern Munich so Arsenal will probably you know in the next year or so get them in the Champions League quarterfinals and Sanchez will want them so <laughs> in, in all fairness he can't escape it I mean but look uh, I think he sh- if he's not happy then move you yeah, know, of course. Arsenal. The thing is, for Arsenal, that's tricky is they don't have that appeal of Champions League football for the next season. So, you know, they're not going to get prime, you know, big name targets. They've got to get guys who are willing to wait a year, you know, to maybe do well in the Premier League and then get back into the Champions League. And that's that's uh, quite hard to find with a lot of players. The guys want to be on the big stage. That's right. It's all about Champions League football. Um, Manchester United and Morata, that deal looks like it might be happening. I mean, Morata saying that. He's uh, set his mind on Old Trafford. It remains to be seen, though, if the striker will arrive at Old Trafford. Uh, but Man United are annoying me this transfer window again. Every week or every second day, they're linked with someone new. And I think most of these players are just using it as a tool to get a better package than what they're currently on. I mean, look at who's been linked with them since the transfer window opened. And they have only signed one player. So, you, you know, it's... Who have you signed? <clears throat> Lindelof. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago though. Yeah, early I mean, early business. No, I, I wouldn't mind having Morata. He's young, he's dynamic, but I mean that's also going to cause a bit of a shift at the, you know with the current players. Where does Martial fit in? Where is Rashford going to fit in? You know, maybe Mourinho should look at the youngsters and say, like, let's give them a try this season and, and and see what they can do on their own. If they can, either they're going to drown or they're going to swim. One of the two things. Surely Mourinho's learnt his lesson. He's not going to have a a bare bones squad again you know what I mean and get rid of Martial and all those players we'd rather keep Martial I mean there's lots of football to play for it's Champions League football you know well, he came out and said that he's, uh, the rumours about him joining Arsenal are all 
just rumor speculation. Although I could so, see it happening, funny enough. I, can I, actually... don't, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wenger is French, Arsenal are French club. So, they are French club. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it has happened. But I, I, I think the bitter blood between uh, uh, Wenger and Mourinho would stop that. Yeah. That, that, much, that much is guaranteed. Is Rooney really going to stay and sit on the bench for the rest of the season? I don't think he will. I think he might be have more chances this season. Uh, but he's got to prove himself. You know, he's got to get fit. He's got to be match sharp, and he must. He's got to find that hunger. I don't blame Mourinho for putting. I mean, the guy played and he was bad in every performance. I mean, I've seen Milk turn faster than Wayne Rooney, and. Uh, <laughs> He's got to fight for that spot. I mean, and he's got to be. He has to understand that he, there's younger guys that are hungrier than him, and maybe, maybe he should go. I mean, it might be time, but he just doesn't want to leave it. Another one. Are you sad about Zlatan not staying? I mean, um, he is getting on, but he's still a man for the big occasion. Yeah. Look, it's fifty-fifty. I, uh, I, I, he, he did well in his first season, no doubt about that. But I mean, to keep a player that's not going to be ready till around January or so, that would be suicide for United, considering that they're in the Champions League. And I mean, he, I think he might just pop in here and there. Maybe they'll bring him back. Who knows? I mean, he yeah. hasn't signed with anyone, so maybe. Has he been linked to the LA Galaxy though? He has been, but uh, nothing's official. Hmm. So who knows? Maybe they bring him in for a loan deal or something like that. You know, Allah. players that go to America and then they come back to a Premier League team for a few months. Ala Hendrik Larsson. A little while yeah, ago. and Frank Lampard, and yeah, that's the well, thing. David Beckham, I mean, yeah, all done it. And look, uh, he he's done well. Yeah, and he proved his critics wrong. So, and he's he's done. He scored a lot of goals in the Premier League, which many people said he he wouldn't be able to do. He's entertainment to the max, I tell you. He really is. Um, and I mean, he, he brought uh, that that swag back to Old Trafford. What something they needed. It's been missing for a while. In terms of Liverpool, um, Jurgen Klopp also looking at a few people, looking at a few signings. Um, I know Newcastle have been linked with learning one of the young stars, Ojo, I think his name is. But what do you make of Liverpool's transfer activity? Look, they've been quiet. They've signed Mohamed Salah from Roma, I think. Yeah, and, decent know, signing, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that attacking force of you know Coutinho, Firmino, Mane and Salah might be a, you know, a threat next season. But I think that... Defense is Liverpool's biggest problem, and if they're not signing defenders, then what are they doing? They need to concentrate on where they need to be fixed up, you know. And well, look, it'll be a good boost for them. Emre Can now won the Confed Cup with Germany, so he, he'd come in full of confidence. Yeah. But Liverpool really need—they should have been the guys going in for, uh, you know, Michael Keane from Burnley. I mean, 25 million—they they could afford it. But I suppose you know maybe he's a United through through and through. He doesn't want to go to Liverpool. But they need to be a bit more active. Yeah, these are these are no longer the days of a Stevie Stevie G, you know, loyal to one club for your whole career. I think players these days have decided, and rightly so, you know, they play to get paid and yeah. vice versa, and that's how it is. So I, I don't harbour any um, sort Ill of feelings. ill feelings towards Except players. Except if Alan Shearer, if he decides, decided to leave Newcastle, and then you'd be upset. Well, I think at a time, he, you know, it was close. He could have gone to Manchester United. Imagine what he would have done 
at Manchester United under Fergie. He would have won the Premier League title multiple times, not just once. And that was a black, but not even Newcastle. <laughs> but uh, on the topic of Newcastle, they've also been fairly quiet. I noticed the, the other day there was some sort of issue about transfers. And are they going to self-implode now that they usually do? Well, there's been lots of speculation that Rafa Benitez was going to walk away uh, from the club because of the lack of transfer activity. But I can safely say he arrived at um, the Benton training ground um, just today and was at pre-season training. Day one, they've signed Christian Atsu from Chelsea, so that's a permanent deal. I still think that um, there's a lot that needs to be done to bolster that squad. They're linked with Tom Huddleston, who's a bit slow, but still a playmaker from Hull, as well as um, a player, Kamil Grishitsky from Hull. Uh, you have to be careful how you say his name. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Martin Skirtle, former Liverpool defender, because of the rougher connection. The Pepe, yeah, Pepe Reina link is still on, even though he's got a year left on his Napoli contract. So it's all happening. But what's interesting at Newcastle is they've got a lot of rejects who are out on loan who have come back. And now the club has to sell more than before they can buy. So I think that's the biggest stumbling block right now. Okay. Yeah, so we'll uh, see. Uh, but well, you don't hear much of Newcastle. No, I've been very quiet. But... I'm told from uh, my sources in the Northeast that uh, Newcastle are close to concluding one or two deals and one includes a very good defender. So we'll wait and see from uh, La Liga. So we'll see what happens there. But Mo, we are running out of time. Um, in terms of what's coming up, I think it's important 41 days until the season kicks off. So it's getting closer. The transfer activity is going to only increase, I'm sure, in the next few weeks before the window closes. I think what's at August 31st. Um, so who knows who knows anything can still happen absolutely there's still a lot of time a lot of players that need to move on and uh, join new clubs so it's it's the best time of the season I really hope we see some mega deals I, I just think the Premier League transfer winner needs it we need a Lukaku to Chelsea or to Manchester United Harry Kane's not going to leave Spurs forget about it you can say whatever you want there's no way anyone's going to pay 100 million well, actually, two hundred million pounds for Harry Kane, and I think Ronaldo is going to stay at Real Madrid. He's not coming to Manchester United. So, but we could see Morata coming to the Red Devils. So it's exciting. It's what it leads. It's what it needs. So. And also, it you know it makes it exciting on transfer deadline day. Who doesn't want to oh. see Jim White all excited and ready to explode? <laughs> All right, Mo, let's leave it there. Remember to catch us on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective. Football 2 Plus 3 is also available on cliffcentral.com and on csduplicy.co.za. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. Well, there you have it, folks. We'll catch you again next time as we bring you what's been happening. All things Premier League. Will we see some new signings? Who knows? Only time will tell.